Well, the Nashville Predators have had a crazy offseason, but they're not the only team who have gone through some big changes this summer. Today, on Monday's Plus Minus, we'll look at the winners and losers of this NHL offseason so far today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another week of the Locked On Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to start with a special how do you do to our loyal Locked On Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys. We appreciate the support you give us as always. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. We have, I think, made it uh, one week officially, and without anything Nashville Predators related just going up in flames, which is the first time we can say that for a, uh, a for a while. So. Yeah, just but knock on wood, knock on something, because here's the thing. You just never know what's next. I went and got my hair done and I was like, you know, Barry Trotz is going to drop something right now. You well, know, and I and I don't you all don't want me having to break news when I'm getting my hair done. Yeah, well, let's see. I was out of town for this this past like the wave of free agent signings and buyouts. I think you were out of town when the Andrew Burnett stuff happened. Uh, and I've been informed that you're going to be out of town this weekend. So uh, UC Saros, <laughs> mega trade, Roman Yossi abruptly retires, Philip Forsberg retires to become a mustache model. Uh, oh, something, something wild is coming down this weekend. Yeah, just buckle up, friends, because, yeah, if one of us is out of town, Barry Trotz is going to make some moves. Yeah, just to spite us, it seems like. I mean, it does feel a little bit personal. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's new. But at some point in time, a pattern is a pattern. Yeah. Uh, speaking of wild Barry Trotz moves, uh, there have been a lot this offseason. But the Preds aren't the only team making noise in the NHL. There has been a lot of changes this summer, uh, whether it be through free agency or trades or roster shuffling. So it seems like a good time, and to bring back a staple of regular season Locked on Predators episodes, the Monday plus minus. You guys know how this works. We give out pluses to things we like, minuses to things that need some improvement or that we don't necessarily like. And today, we're going to apply that to the NHL offseason. Some of the winners, teams who have made some good moves, maybe teams that have made some bad moves, storylines that we'd like, or maybe things that we're kind of hoping that happened that didn't happen. It's interesting uh, stuff, and especially in that last category, Anne. Yeah, there's a lot to chew on already this offseason, especially with the Nashville Predators. But like you said, across the board, we have plenty to talk about in plus minus today. Yeah. So let's get started. And shall we? Yeah. Let's start with an offseason plus. Uh, and as you look around the NHL, what's a plus? A team, a storyline, anything like that? 
All right. So this, this one hurts me and I'm torn down the middle. Is it a plus? Is it a minus? But just objectively, here is a plus move in the off season. And I want to dive into it a little bit with you, but I am giving a plus, which goes against everything in me on a cellular level to the Dallas stars mm. because did they not snag a deal with one Matt Duchesne? One year, $3 million contract on a team that is very competitive, that just needed just a little bit more offensive punch. Sweet baby Rays. This one hurts me, but I think it's a brilliant move by the Dallas Stars. Yeah, uh, and depth as well something they wow. they actually need uh it's interesting because you look at dallas's top nine now uh matt duchene one year three million that's a pretty contempt deal uh <laughs> you know there, there is a lot worse on that market that are going for a lot more money but it's interesting to see where matt duchene is actually going to fit in in dallas because you know that top line Rupe hits Jason Robertson, mm -hmm. Joe Pavelski. That seems like, you know, kind of kind of the surefire thing now. Are they going to keep, you know, maybe he's on the, like a second pair guy uh, with, with Wyatt Johnson and Jamie Benn. Maybe he's somebody, you know, on that third line for yeah. Tyler Sagan and Mason Marchman to play with a little bit. This is an interesting one, and like it really is interesting, and it, it's funny. We we didn't really get a chance to talk about Matt Duchesne that much because I was out of town. But yeah. like the moment he signed with Dallas, uh, I like in my head was like, "Oh, we're gonna get one of those just absolutely revenge season uh, games, aren't we?" Like uh -huh. where Matt Duchesne just scores like six goals in four games against the Preds this year. Yeah. Well, if you look at Matt Duchesne's history, just just look at what he did the season after he was left unprotected in the Seattle Kraken expansion draft. You know, he, he had a record setting season like when Matt when somebody says to Matt Duchesne, prove it, he proves it. And I think this is the ultimate uh, moment for Matt Duchesne to, to make some sort of hockey statement with how he plays. And it should be a little bit terrifying to Nashville Predators fans, not only because he's now joining a team that has had our number the last couple of seasons, the Dallas stars are a stacked team. You add Matt Duchesne into that. You give Matt Duchesne, even like you're talking about, you know, that top nine, you slot him in anywhere in the top nine. And he is with really good line mates that could help him pop off. Y'all buckle up because December 23rd, Matt Duchesne comes back to town. And I worry that this is going to be the ultimate Ellie Tolvanen ism. You know, he's going to verb Ellie Tolvanen us. What's the reaction going to be when he comes back? I don't know. What? I think he it has. be good. There, well, here's the thing. There was so much goodwill, I think, except for the size of his contract. And I think fans in Nashville could separate those things. But I think what really maybe turned the tide is this out of context comment that you and I had talked about last week on an episode where Matt Duchesne said, I haven't been in a place where I've had the opportunity to win. And I think people felt like that was him slighting the Predators. I think that's just him 
stating factual information. Yeah. So I really do wonder like what I I think they're gonna they're gonna sucks him when they you know if they announce him in the lineup, but I don't know. I mean, what do you think is gonna happen? How how's this Not, nothing good for Matt Touchane? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, knowing Preds fans, that's uh, that reaction is going to be not great. Not great. Yeah. Okay. We didn't get a chance to really hear from you about this buyout. What, how did you feel when you, about this buyout by Barry Trotz? Good move, bad move. What do you, what, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, the, the contract situation itself mm-hmm. made it seem unnecessary. Like, was Matt Duchesne overpaid? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think so. For what he was providing the Nashville Predators, that was not a good contract. Did, did he still bring some value to the Preds lineup? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And now you're having to weigh, it's like, okay, is three more years at $8 million, you know, providing a decent value. Like he would led, like led the team in points. Like that's, that's right. not nothing or, or led the team in goals last year. That's not nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, fifth, like 54 points. I think he had in, in just about 70 games, like fine, like good, <laughs> like good depth scoring, especially right. for a team that just didn't score last year. Right. Um, is that, any worse off than now six years of dead cap. That's that to me is the thing. And I know it was a parallel move. Like he wanted him out and bring somebody like Ryan O'Reilly in who mm-hmm. can maybe do, you know, provide that same veteran presence, but, you know, in, in a different way, like, you know, maybe less of a top line, you know, score more of kind of a, defensive more you know defensively responsibility a two-way guy like i get that mm-hmm. it's just from the contract you know you're committing a lot of dead cap because you still have yeah. kyle Turris's buyout yeah. uh, hanging out there in in the in the winds there and you got a situation coming up where in years that the predators may be kind of competitive you got some dead cap on the books and maybe that stalls Barry Trotz from being able to take that big swing. He wants to in a couple of years. So, I I mean, I get it in, in years that you're, I I think for me though, just the predators had the cap space and they weren't gonna probably be competitive this year anyway. Mm -hmm. So why not let just that ride out? Yeah. That's, that's my, Mm -hmm. I think point of view on it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, friends, we're going to have to sit and watch him in that hideous green jersey. Yeah. Uh, You know, if you are uh, looking for Central Division teams who got way better this offseason, got bad news because there's uh, some more of them that we're going to talk about here in a second. Plus, a team that a lot of people say maybe got worse this offseason that I actually think got better better plus a big minus in regards to one of the biggest storylines in the nhl all coming up in just a second but first want to mention today's episode is brought to you by fan duel sportsbook baseball season is in full swing which means you can take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel. When you do, you get 10 times your first bet amount 
in bonus bets up to $200. So basically, all you need to do is bet $20. And then if you do that, you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting on anything from the money line to the over-under to prop bets, like who's going to score the first home run. And you can do it all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, the best thing about FanDuel, once you win, you get your payout instantly. No having to jump through hoops or wait days to get your money. You can just get paid right then and there. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get your $200 in bonus bets. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, Ann, uh, we had a plus to the Dallas Stars, which uh, probably does not sit well with a lot of Preds fans. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let's, let's continue to piss off the Preds fans. And because I have to give a plus, whew, deep breath on this one, to the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, Now, goodness. you could have had a plus anyway just by being, hey, we drafted Connor Bedard. Yes. That's a good plus. Yeah. But I also love some of the other moves they've made. They traded to get Taylor Hall and Nick Foligno mm-hmm. from the Boston Bruins, two uh, good veteran guys. Taylor Hall, of course, former MVP, now just you know seems like a very reliable middle six player. Uh, Nick Foligno, one of the better you know veteran guys in the game, you know a good bottom six type player, uh, and then. Sorry, Ann, but you know, they, they could bring Corey Perry oh, to the roster, too. You know, a guy who's won a Stanley Cup and has played in a lot of other Stanley Cups, including three in a row, in which he lost each time, which you know, yeah, which is which is great. <laughs> but you know, it, it, it's you see, they got Connor Bedard, that's the central piece of the rebuild. Uh, mm-hmm. they're gonna be you know, a year or two away from bringing some other of their younger guys up guys like Frank Nazar, some of their other, you know, top prospects. So now you've got those guys, you got the centerpiece, but you still need pretty good veteran players to play around. I mean, we talked about this with the Nashville predators last week, and now you got guys who not only are just good, you know, quote unquote culture pieces, as Barry Trotz would say, but you got one year contracts for a lot of people who, have been there are good role players and can still contribute to the game itself. You know, you know, you know, Corey Perry, Taylor Hall, not what they were, you know, five, six years ago or anything like that, but still players who can play valuable minutes and be valuable pieces. That's going to help a team like Chicago. And, you know, I I think with Connor Bedard, you know, they're, they're going to be like, you know, maybe two, three years away from being like, Oh, Chicago is going to be a threat again. But I think this is these are moves that help players like Bedard develop and get the Blackhawks there a little bit faster. Yeah, I agree with you. And and it kills me. I, you hate to give credit to any team that brings in Corey Perry, but here we are. The Chicago Blackhawks are going to be a really interesting team to watch this season. And I agree with you. I don't think that they're going to necessarily be a deep playoff run threat or anything like that. But you're going to get to watch a team in a very active stage of a rebuild with a superstar player like Connor Bedard. And I agree with you, how smart were they to bring in some of these veteran pieces as well? You know, it's, 
you kind of almost want to compare it to what's happening with the Nashville Predators, except I think the Predators, we have to admit, are bedardless. Yeah. You know, we don't have the bedard. Yeah. But, if, if there is a bedard out there, I would love to uh, bring him on board. Let's go. Let's go. So it's going to be really interesting to watch the Chicago Blackhawks this season as a Nashville Predators fan, where these teams are sort of in the same boat, sort of hoping for the same window of competitiveness. Now, one of these teams does not have someone in my imaginary backpack of hockey grudges. So we will be rooting for that team. But I can assure you that Bridgestone Arena will be sold out when the Chicago Blackhawks are in town because everybody's going to want to see Bedard. Yeah. All right, let's move on to a minus, and including an minus that uh, has bugged me since the NHL draft, and I think it's bugged you too, and that's the lack of big trades. Oh, come on. This offseason, and it's especially frustrating because there have been a lot of rumors out there. There's been the whole Alex DeBrinket saga. There has been, you know, Eric Carlson's name thrown around and being, you know, and the Sharks trying to move him. Connor Hellebuck name has been out there. You know, John Gibson's name has been out there. Uh, the only really big one that's happened is Pierre-Luc Dubois. And you know, that's not one that really I think moves the needle. It's not like a game-changing one uh you know of any point and you know it's funny because we were sitting there at the draft oh and we were God. like something's got to happen right like especially yeah. like a team like ottawa that doesn't have a you know pick in the first three rounds like something's got to happen like there's got to be a move here right yes and now we're like weeks into the off season and we're still waiting we're still waiting for just something to come down the pipeline Anything, y'all. Throw us a bone. Otherwise, we have to focus on Barry Trotz and his moves. But you're you are right. This has been going on so long. I mean, you think about Alex Debrinkit. This is a conversation and a and a move that was supposed to happen before the trade or before the draft. And then sitting at the draft and seeing all of these rumors like Nashville maybe in on this and maybe Yaroslav Askarov is in on a trade and and what that does to our blood pressure. And then nothing. You know, and then you think, okay, once we're done with the draft and the pieces have settled, here we go. And it's like, at some point, Alex Dabrinkit is probably going to be on a different team. And it's just going to be not even that interesting. There just have not been moves that make you feel like, wow, the landscape of the NHL or of a division has just changed dramatically. We're, We're just, it's still kind of, we're just here waiting yeah, yeah. Debrinket seems very up in the air at this point uh, because apparently there's some talk that he may, you know, he's, I guess, like the agent is not willing to talk to a new team about a contract until there's a deal in place, which means teams aren't going to be 100% sure he's not going to be a free agent in a year when they trade. Right. Uh, so there's some mix up there. You know, Eric Carlson, who of course has a $28 billion cap hit, <laughs> more like 11, but you know, that's still a lot of money. Zero potato. <laughs> yeah. You know, there that's going to be hard to move, and there's going to be, you know, only a probably a handful of teams that a can afford that, and then how much salary are the Sharks going to be willing to retain? You know, it's let's just have something happen. Come Anything. on, like do something that's just like off the wall. Yes, it's that meme that you see on Twitter sometimes with like the little outline of the guy and a stick poking something. Do something. 
Yeah. Like that's how I feel about about this. Like give us a give us a big juicy move. But yeah, no. Yeah. Still here. Uh, and do you have a minus for this offseason? I do have a minus. And, you know, it's hard for me to give minuses because I'm a optimist and I just want everybody to feel good. But I have one trade that has me perplexed. And so I'm going to give it a minus. And this is the move to bring 36-year-old Ryan Reeves to the Toronto Maple Leaf for three years. Mm years I this move has me scratching my head um I'm like Toronto I get making some moves you know we've been the beneficiary of of some maple leafs here recently so I get you're gonna make some moves but like this is the move that you chose to make like you're not out looking for a little bit of depth scoring there you know you're you feel okay about your goalie situation you're not sniffing around for that and and I mean no disrespect to Ryan Reeves but I just in my mind I don't see how this is a move that's going to make a huge difference for the Maple Leafs for three years. Like give me a one year and I'm like, Hey, have at it. But a three year deal. I don't know. Maybe this one, I was like, I, I don't, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. And it's funny because there's been a lot of debate about, Hey, they got Ryan Reeves. Is that really the, is that really what the direction the Leafs are going in? Mm-hmm. But it's funny because I actually had the Leafs as a plus. Really? Off season, and that's because of some of the other moves they made, which yeah. is Tyler Bertuzzi and Max Domi. Tyler Bertuzzi, arguably the best forward mm-hmm. uh, on the market. He's a 30-goal scorer, maybe like a guy who was on pace for, you know, like almost 40 goals if it, it hadn't been for an injury one year and then the whole uh, vaccination thing the other year where he missed a bunch of time. Uh, and you know, but the, and then you saw him in Boston last year when he was with really good teammates and how effective he was. I think he's an upgrade from Michael Bunting. You know, they lost Michael Bunting recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know the cap is going to go up. We know there's kind of some cap hell coming in Toronto with both Matthews and, uh, William Nylander needing new deals. So I like the Leafs just going, it's like, look, we can't give you terms. Uh, you know, right. because we don't know our long-term future, but Hey, we're going to kind of consider this as like deadline deals. So bringing mm-hmm. Tyler Bertuzzi is an upgrade for Michael Bunting and then getting a really good player in Max Domi for that middle six. We saw how well Domi did last year uh, with the Dallas stars down the stretch. I think this is, you know, a good move for, you know, Toronto just kind of shoring up for one year, giving the middle of their lineup a little more complexity, a little more grit. I know that's not everybody's uh, favorite thing in hockey, but I like it. Like, I, I kind of like Toronto adding a little bit more grit. And, you know, Ryan Reeves, he's a hitter. He's a guy that, he's like you know, enforcer. he's going to he's gonna punch people in the face and, you know, <laughs> You know, nine, 10 minutes a game and, and not do much else other than that. From by all accounts, he's really good locker room guy. Like teams love having him like on the roster, on the team, like with the team. Um, Toronto needs to do something different. And look, you know, look a few years ago at a team like Tampa Bay, who, you know, they had all this skill. They had guys like Steven yeah. Stamkos. They had Nikita Kucherov and Vasilevsky and Hedman. And they made some moves at the deadline to go out and they paid big for guys like Barkley Goodrow and Blake Coleman. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, later Brandon Hagel, you know, last year, Tanner Jenner last year. And they, you know, once they added those types of players, once they added a little bit more sandpaper, they got to, they finally got to the cup and they won it twice. So maybe this is Toronto's move to be like, we need to be a little bit more than one note. Yeah. It's just interesting to me that of all of the moves that Toronto made, this is the one for three years. And I just, don't get like I just don't see like hey you know what Toronto needs like this is something I never said last season I never said you know what Toronto needs to be really good they need an enforcer like I don't think anybody thinks that about Toronto so for me this is just as my daughter would say it's just okay for me yeah I mean it's like they're not gonna punch their way to a Stanley Cup you know it's like I said I I like that um you know, they, they give, they get, they get some sort of different direction going there. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's talk about some pluses, like another couple of pluses uh, to, to end the, the thing with, do you yeah. have a plus? I do. And look, full disclosure, y'all, this one is a plus from my heart. This is definitely not a move that across the NHL, people are like, damn, that's a great move. But I want to give a plus to the Buffalo Sabres because they signed Devin Cooley. Now, it's a one-year, two-way deal, going to be playing in the AHL. But here's the thing that I like about this move. You know, the Sabres have Eric Comrie. They have Devin Levi. They're thinking he's going to maybe grow into something. But if you need yourself a third goaltender, I love that Devin Cooley is kind of getting getting in the mix there. And again, I don't expect that we're going to see him a ton as a Buffalo Sabre. But I love that he had an opportunity and it's a little bit hard to see him go, but really would love to see him again, have some more success. What a great guy. So yeah, it has very good chemistry player. with a scar off. In Milwaukee, yeah. we know we saw like the tweets back and forth about you know how much they cared about each other, and good to see, um, you know them together. Yeah, um, you know, and we we love seeing that they were good paired down the stretch. So it's it'll be cool to see Cooley in Buffalo. Um, yeah. Who knows? Maybe get you know who knows what their goalie situation is there. Maybe he's got a chance to battle for you know a backup or at least maybe that number three spot. You know, yeah. something happens to uh, Levy or you know. Uka Pekka looking in down the stretch. Yeah. Or something like that. Likewise, and mm-hmm. also give a plus to another signing the Nashville Predators had. Okay. One that we haven't talked a lot about. And that's the return of Troy Grossnick. Yeah. Speaking of Milwaukee Admirals and beloved players, uh, who doesn't love Troy Grossnick? Yeah. You know, Preds fans were very excited when he finally like made uh got into like the NHL lineup a few years ago. Uh, you know, as a backup, he was very beloved in Milwaukee, a very good goaltender there. Mm-hmm. And now he is back in the organization. And this he's a veteran guy. Yeah. Boy, like seeing him uh, another year with a scar off in Milwaukee. That's going to be fun to see. And I think, you know, like Cooley, somebody who I think is a perfect mentor. Yeah. Uh, because of Scarf, because he's already been in the organization. He knows uh, what it takes to be a Predators goaltender and just an all around good guy. 
too. Yeah. And I think these two are going to have a lot of chemistry. And I think it's going to help Askarov uh, really keep developing his game. And, and hopefully somebody that can be into somebody that can be an NHL goalie someday, a really yeah. good NHL goalie. Yeah. Is there, I always wonder, and here I love Devin Cooley, but is there anybody that couldn't just adore working with Yaroslav Askarov? He yeah. is just a delight in net and in person. So, but I do, I love that signing. It's such a smart, smart move um, for the organization to have a veteran like that come in and work with Yaroslav Askarov. I agree with you. Big props on that one. Yeah, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun uh, to watch those two yeah. in Milwaukee next year because you got a uh, beloved former player coming back with maybe the future of the uh, the team's goaltending situation coming in. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and for sure. All right, so, yeah, that's our plus minus. Let us know in the comments who you – uh, thought maybe it was a winner this off season, maybe a team or a storyline that you didn't like. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other teams that might be improved. Columbus comes to mind. Carolina is another interesting one. So let us know your thoughts on maybe what some of the winners and losers of this NHL off season are. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at penaltyboxradio.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan or threads. I guess it's if we're still jury's out if that's still going to be a thing or not, but who knows? Uh, at NSMorgan. Uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen today. Back tomorrow with an all new episode. We'll see you then.